You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Hello, systematic geekologists. Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology Drive-In, the Christmas edition, a special edition. Today, we're going to discuss, perhaps even debate, the modern day Christmas classic, the 2003 John Favreau's Elf. So pull up a bowl of spaghetti mixed with candy and syrup and uh, let's let's get into it. I'm joined by some of my favorite human beings. Merry Christmas. Happy Advent, TJ and Joe. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking for the second time today. Uh, <laughs> big recording day. It is a big recording day. Uh, doing well. I am very happy to be here to finally shed some light on on a very important topic that need to be talked about. Okay, I think so. This is going to break the internet. People are going to flip out. We're going to get um, um, hate follows on on Instagram <laughs> and uh, send all your emails uh, to tj um, at aol.christmas.org. And uh, yeah. he'll answer all your questions and controversial um, topics. Yeah. Send them to him. Yeah. TJ Blackwell 99 at hotmail.com. Uh, that's me. Yeah. But today we are going to talk about Elf. Yeah. And let's do it. It feels like it's got to be a rare occasion because we have in our presence a real Elf hater. That's right. Not, not specifically, I'll speak for Joe a little bit. I don't think he says that he hates Elves in general, like he probably likes elves, but <laughs> this particular movie, if we have any elven listeners, he likes you, but this particular movie. And I, I, you know, just, just to not bury the lead out there, y'all, like, believe it or not, Joe and I uh, may not see eye to eye on this particular movie. So we're, we're ready to get into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I kind of want to start, Joe, why don't you like elf? Um, okay. So if somebody, if, if, <laughs> <laughs> um rem- remember tj blackwell 99 at <laughs> send all your hate mail there yeah that's um, it so you if you challenge somebody to take everything that's wrong with with american christmas bottle it, bottle it up package it up and and then on top of it hire the single most overrated actor in all of history as the lead James Cannon is not that bad (laughs) oh boy there we go out of the gate man I love it Uh, everyone who's listening in their car just just had a crash pulled over into a ditch I don't know something happened out there in the world Um, there you go so so the um, uh, follow up question so top three what's wrong with American Christmas that's in in this movie The, the Christmas spirit whatever that is that okay. that the 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 commercialized Christmas spirit, not like what we all know as Christians to be the quote unquote reason for the season. When I say when I say the Christmas spirit, I mean commercialized mm-hmm. Christmas spirit. Um, I understand that baked into the whole thing is like family, and there's like this undercurrent of a family story and all of those things. So I'm not trying to say it's completely devoid of that, but it doesn't it 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 low key perpetuates consumerism in a way that bottles it up like cotton candy. You know what I mean? People inject that thing into their veins because it makes them feel good. It makes them laugh. Right. But there's, there's no difference between that and, and Best Buy out there. 
talking about spend more money to show people you love them more. It's the same deal. Right. And so I, I go back to number number three on the on the 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 list. I got to go back to Will for uh, Will Ferrell. I don't understand it. I don't. I didn't understand him on Saturday Night Live. I didn't understand him in any of the movies that he's ever been a part of. Like people need to stop hiring him. Hmm. I see. Uh, what about his stunning vocal performance at the end of Step Brothers? <sighs> TJ, why are you why are you trying to get people not to like me, bro? Okay. <laughs> Step, step, step bro. brothers. Don't get oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna one up. I'm gonna one up myself on the on the elf comment. I don't like step brothers. It's stupid. It's like it's like Napoleon Dynamite, but worse. And that's saying something because I really Ooh. don't like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh my gosh! There's another. We're just Man, all out of a, revealing. Yeah, <laughs> today's a good day for you, Joe. Today, today is mark mark your calendars, guys. Today is officially the day where Joe had his heel turn on systematic ecology. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I love it so much, you know. And and that's why we do this. Like we're we are brothers. Sometimes step brothers. Sometimes cousins. Sometimes we're all in the family, and we have uh, we sit around the table and disagree, but also love each other despite our our. Um, Wrong opinion? Uh, sus, oh, sus, suspect, suspect opinions <laughs> and suspect sense of humor. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna do that. So I, I, this is just classic, and we're gonna model for our, our listeners, you know, just how we can laugh and be, be bros, and and still like completely disagree because I'm just on such the other end of the spectrum beyond. I can't yeah. wait to talk about it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about these verses series is be, beyond being able to. We this is. Uh, I think TJ, this is number three that we've done in yeah. in real time. I have no idea what order everybody's going to be hearing everything in, but right. in real time, I think this is the third one that we've that we've uh, recorded, and it, it's they've been all over the map, but they've all been a lot of fun because it gives a chance to be able to see how the other person thinks and how how the other person processes a, a subject, even if part of that fun is getting a chance to in living color watch somebody be wrong and then double down on being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and with that yeah. go ahead will <laughs> yeah tj i don't know if you want to follow up a question yeah. with me <laughs> so well how do you how do you feel about that accusal of the corporatist christmas that elf portrays in joe's eyes yeah that that's good if i was gonna you know uh nitpick or or kind of think through or agree with joe in terms of this movie or any kind of christmas movies or you know even like you know his his kind of um you know, hesitancy or, or not a big fan of kind of the Disney message of like, just believe in yourself or like what, where you, you just, just general watered down uh, belief is just, you know, let's take that virtue and do it. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It's just, let's just take that and throw it up in the air and, and that'll work, you know, kind of things so that, that I definitely see that, but a little background for me, like I, I am a huge Saturday Night Live fan, been watching it since I was, you know, a teenager all the way through and still to this day, still watch it every Saturday night, most Saturday nights, at least up till they, they do like the fake news thing. Um, and then I, I hit the hay because I got to work Sunday morning. But and I was a big fan of Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live back when he was on Saturday Night Live. So like in terms of sense of humors and where I am and, and what makes me laugh, like I, I am just a big kid and, and most of the time immature um, when, when it comes to sense of humor, like fart jokes, uh, whatever, you know, I, I, I'm going to giggle. I've been getting in trouble most of my life for giggling at things that I probably shouldn't laugh at. Um, and, and Will Ferrell is, is like one of my favorite comedians, favorite, uh, 
if you are like top 10 people you like to have lunch with and hang with, uh, Will Ferrell might be up there uh, just because I liked him on Saturday Night Live. This movie came out in 2003 and, and I saw it in the theater uh, down um, in South Florida at <laughs> my first church. It had like a one-year-old. I think we got a sitter and we went to see the movie in the theater. And then his what he's done with Funny or Die and then also um, – you know, Anchorman and Talladega Nights, like I'm there. there there's there been a lot of misses out there. There's some things out there um, that are misses, but like his his kind of way of doing comedy is, is kind of right up my alley. So when you have, you combine like a Christmas movie and then like, I didn't know I liked, or the legacy that John Favreau was going to have um, post Elf, uh, combine his kind of style of directing and storytelling along with Will Ferrell and kind of a Christmas movie, man, there I am. So, so yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies because that's where my sense of humor lies. Right. So Joe, I, I feel as if, uh, elf buddy, Will Ferrell, uh, a lot of his role in the movie is fighting against this, you know, late stage capitalist Christmas idea. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Like I said, I, I understand what the movie's getting at. It's not that part of it's not lost on me that, that they're trying to, show you what really matters, I guess. And I guess maybe part of my part of my issue is for me a little bit of background on me. Um I've I've made this joke before I'll make it again. I am the single worst capitalist that you're gonna find. I I I, I make a living because of capitalism. I hate capitalism. And part of the issue with this is it ties back to what Will said. It's in a lot of respects, it's a half measure. When you have something like this, yeah, believe in yourself and and yeah, we're we're gonna fight back against corporate America. And yeah, it's about this, that, or the other thing, but you're 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 trying to put out a fire with a flamethrower. You know what I mean? Like it, it, and I'm not expecting something to be Christian that's not Christian. We've had that conversation 87 times on this uh, on this show to not have those kinds of expectations on a movie that doesn't play by that playbook. I get that. But when you when you separate out like the the I, I use this term so loosely humor that it try it tries for and you separate all of that out, you're left with how do you how do you how do you find the joy? It's by competing with the corporate version of the stuff and things with the sugary sweet version of stuff and things. And when I think about this kind of movie, I'm, I'm reminded of a Christmas story. Now, well, you and I had that conversation to start off the season, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. essentially when you boil it down, it's about a little kid's journey to get a thing. So you would think that in a lot of respects, that movie would would suffer from a same from a similar fate to this one when it comes to sorting out the things will make you happy motif. But it's more it's able to cap to capture a slice of life aspect that takes the emphasis off of just adding more Christmas joy to the situation. And makes it more about what a little kid experiences when they want something growing up during a certain time period. All of the all of the things that we talked about. Go see that episode for the breakdown of how we feel about that. And, and I think and I feel like a movie like Elf tries really hard 
for that. And I'll even give them the benefit of the doubt to say maybe to a certain extent they tried to tell a certain kind of story against capitalism, against corporate America, against those things, but but systematically failed. <laughs> it might it might not be DOS Capital, uh, but <laughs> I think they do a decent job. Anyway, uh, so when is when is the last time you've seen Elf, Joe? Oh, I watched it with my niece and nephew a handful of years ago. So it's been a couple a few years ago. Okay. Did they like it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they were, and now at the time they were just freshly, well, he was just freshly teen, a teenager. She wasn't quite. So yeah, quite in, right in that, right in that spot where they're the target audience, you know? Yeah. Did you watch it on release like Will? Or had you already um, been anti-Will Pharrell? At that point, <laughs> I I had seen it uh, along the way. Like I, I remember when it came when it came out, and at some point, I I ended up seeing it. So yeah, that wasn't my first time. Okay, so I mean, I was four when it came out, so I did not see it in theaters. Uh, <laughs> but well, uh, what what do you think Elf says so strongly about the Christmas spirit? Because yeah, I know good, you love the movie. Question. I do. And as I listen to you talk, DJ, I really do feel like I'm like in, in chorus. It was like, Joe, where were you the night of uh, <laughs> December 23rd? You have an alibi? Will, where were you? Where Do you have any witnesses, Will? Of where, where, What do you really think about this? I, I love it. I love this this format so much. Yeah, I, I, think, I think for me, I mean, I... Again, like I, I will confess that probably my sense of humor isn't far off. Like in terms of Arrested Development of like a thirteen-year-old, um, you know, surfer from from the coast. But but I I um, I think this this movie. It, I, I was already a fan of this. I mean, Will Ferrell could read the phone book and I'd probably giggle, you know, and whatever. But like he him as a part of this movie. But then this idea of kind of like. Um, sense of innocence like here's abandoned child lost child adopted by elves and brought in he doesn't quite fit in but he's trying to feel in this kind of awareness a lack of self-awareness of being a part of um this group and indoctrinated about what like christmas is or or doing and then finds himself in new york literally a fish out of water with that still sense of innocence and and so as the movie goes along people look at him as if he's a weirdo and because he's he is um but eventually towards the end of the movie they look at christmas through his eyes of what um in terms of like innocence childlike belief so so that scripture you know faith faith like a child ch- childlike belief doesn't mean uh, necessarily um um I, I think that that verse could be you know misinterpreted or, or overused or twisted in the wrong way but this kind of sense of like sense of innocence and belonging and what is your family asking the fan what what is your family? is it blood is it not and and as people encounter buddy the elf they themselves are transformed uh into kind of having their their hearts um melted in a way and warmed up to how he believes Christmas is about or, or what family is about or magic or belief and that kind of thing. So I think if you look at through the eyes of a child, look at it through like, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to Disney here in a couple of days. And I remember taking, I went um, as a kid and then I went as an adult with, um, you know, some friends and it was still fun. Uh, but then when I took my kids when they were little and looking at it through their eyes, it was an extra sense of, of, of magic, seeing it through their eyes. And now we're going again and we're at a different age, different stage of, of who we are, what we're doing. But I think movies can hit you that way too. So look at this movie as your 
through the eyes of innocence and belonging and transforming others with your own kind of how you approach the world um, makes this movie special to me and doesn't get old for me. Right. Beautiful. Uh, Joe, do you think watching it through a child's eyes would help? Because we can um, get the technology. So as so so as somebody who I, I am a prime target for nostalgia bait, right? You slap an 80s or 90s cartoon character on something and hello, I'm your prime target. Um, there is a certain level of flashiness, bright colors, fast paced, you know, that those kinds of things that, yeah, it's like cotton candy. Cotton candy, kids love cotton candy. It has zero substance. It is essentially aerated, aerated sugar. Like that. So when there, when you look at something like Elf, I, I can't fault anybody who made that movie. It was brilliant in the way that they made the movie because they pretty much guaranteed that they were going to make a ridiculous amount of money off of it because it plays exactly two kids. You know, for for all for all of you millennials out there, for all of you Gen uh, Gen Xers, I, I I challenge you both, go back and and watch if you can find on you uh, on YouTube or you can find somewhere an episode of what think think back on that on that great kids cartoon that you grew up watching, right? And then watch a couple of episodes on it and and take a step back and honestly ask yourself the question: How deep is this really? How formulaic is this really? Ask those questions. And, and you know, there are a couple of diamonds in the rough. There are a couple of episodes of certain series. There's a couple of whole series that, that tend to resonate with deeper, with deeper thematic notes and all of those kinds of things. But by and large, when you go back and you watch those things, you can very much see the fingerprints of, oh, no, this was designed to just be like, a little kid smashing their cars together. This is meant to be flashy lights. This is meant to be fast. You know, th those kinds of things that all entrance a kid you've got off. And that's it. And so for, for, for me, it's, it's hard for me to not sound very cynical when I hear that. And honestly, I used to be the, the, the type of person that I'm like, ah, never mind Christmas. You know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole concept of Christmas was something that I had a very big problem with. And I've, I've loved and I, and I'm sure, you know, ha hang out with us this season. I'm sure somewhere along the, uh, along the way, you'll hear my full and in-depth story about where I've come with Christmas and all of those things. So not here, not now stay tuned for that. But this, so, so for me, it's no longer about, I don't like Christmas. I look at this as it's, it's designed for kids. It's designed, it's designed to play to that sense of humor. It's designed to do what it does. And it does that incredibly successfully. So, so yeah. I mean, if I watch this through the lens of a uh, th through the lens of a childlike approach to it, sure, I could be wrapped up in the magic of it all, and then be left with a toothache afterwards because all it is is the same <laughs> kind of sugary syrup that you would find elsewhere that 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 makes you feel really good, and then you take a step away from that. And it's what do you what do you got you okay so you so you spent two hours watching cotton candy or eating spaghetti yeah. with syrup you know yeah there you yeah. go you were eating spaghetti <laughs> with syrup M and M's syrup chocolate syrup yeah 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 did it all himself so in yeah oh go ahead, go ahead. 
Sorry, no, I was like, I, I I see that, and and yeah, they there's definitely like story beats and things that they know. Like we're going to make sure this happens because I think this is going to build a successful movie. But I, for me also, I you know looking through the eyes of Buddy Elf, he's he he's in he's um, so likable and so I mean, if you don't find it annoying, then then you're like, oh, he's he's <laughs> he he's endearing. But then there's people in the story who do you kind of. Um, what's their goal? What, what, what are they trying to do and accomplish in their world and their daily routines? And buddy kind of breaks in and breaks up their daily routine and helps them see the world in a different way. So you can, who do you identify as the, the husband, the wife, the, the dad, um, the, the brother, the half brother, like these, these kinds of things. Um, you, you, you find yourself on this journey along the way out of the end. Um, again, you have that kind of family family time together. But, but yeah, I think there's characters in that you can identify with, even if they are kind of like um, caricatures of stereotypes of what that is around Christmas, whether it's Scrooge or curmudgeon or, or someone who's like, Oh, well, I'll just go with the flow or, or get away from me, buddy, or, or the uh, manager that's Santa or not Santa. I know the real Santa, all, all those things are, you know, it, it does have that formula of a Christmas movie. But, but for me, it's just like the, the enduring nature of buddy, and then looking at Christmas through through his eyes, or you know what the world would say the spirit of Christmas is, because yeah, I can nitpick the theology and magic and belief and, and that kind of stuff too. I had to put that on hold. Right. So in two thousand three, when the movie came out, uh, Roger Ebert, well renowned movie critic, does good work. Also, I think he's a really good writer. Like I've I didn't read a whole lot of movie critic reviews until fairly recently. That mm-hmm. Roger Ebert just knows how to write. Like, it's it's really impressive. But uh, he gave Elf three out of four stars, calling it one of the those rare Christmas comedies that has a heart, a brain, a wicked sense of humor, and it charms the socks right off the mantelpiece. Joe, do you think you'd have some choice words for Mr. Ebert if you were able to meet him? So I think for for me and my my history with with Siskel and Ebert, and their their tenure of being these heralded pundits of of media and movies and all of that, I I've long known that as from from as movie critics, oh goodness, um, I think it's I I think I'll leave it at the best compliment that you could probably give them is yeah they know how to write that 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 that's about it you know what i mean like i've not it's not new territory for me to disagree with what those two have to say because it just kind of i, I yes it's charming because it's a kids movie mm-hmm. yes it, it it's got a little bit more i'll even give it the the slight nod that okay it's it's doesn't doesn't quite cater to its lowest common denominator and I don't mean that in a in a disrespectful way when I say lowest common denominator, because there's a difference between when a child watches something and when an adult watches something. So so yeah, there is a little bit more there than just it being that. Not a whole lot. And so like I guess from a I guess from a family standpoint, right? If I'm looking at this and I and it's 2003 and I've got a family and I've got a couple of little kids at home, or it's I've got however make it whatever, and and. I, I read that, then yeah, sure. I would probably be like, oh, cool. I'll take my family to that this weekend and take them and have a grand old time and everything will be sunshine and rainbows and I won't think twice about it. But when you remove the element of 
this being like a family outing or like the nostalgia tie of it, there is not a snowball's chance in anything that this movie is, uh, hangs out in the same category as movies that did it first and better did it first second third fourth and fifth and better all of them you know what i mean like this is the kind of movie that you build a memory around this is the kind of movie that you sit back as a parent you watch your little kid just light up all the the flashiness and all of the all of the good nature of it all or do you have the memory of being a little kid and watching this movie or what have you because Will we live in a world where kids were little kids? Like one of one of our co uh, co hosts was. What did you say? Four when this movie came four. out. That was four. four. <laughs> B- BRB. I got to go adjust my AARP. Um, yeah. And I'm not even the elder statesman of this uh, of this group. All right. I was um, 31. I was 31. Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's kind of where I, I don't know. Like I. I I can see parts of where he's coming from, but if you remove any of the experience factor of it, then it just kind of falls to pieces. Right. And uh, I, and I would just say that John, John Favreau, I like his style, I like his writing. I, I, I like what he, he does. And so this particular movie, it, it has kid moments, but I think there's, there's adult themes there too, that in terms of like to keep all ages kind of, uh, kind of, gripped in and attentive to to the movie one one scene that stands out for me is like i just remember when they were in central park walking around and and buddy is going on the hunt for santa and looking he's on the run and then like you have this shot of him walking through the park the news captures this picture of him of that classic kind of um of uh, we just saw Bigfoot, you know, that classic picture of Bigfoot walking through <laughs> the canyon. And so it was like a picture of Bigfoot, except his buddy, the elf. Like, I just remember like spitting out my, my popcorn and drink when that happened, because I knew exactly what they were, what they were going for that classic picture of Bigfoot, um, captured picture. And it was like, oh man, that, that's so funny. So, so there are moments like that, that, that don't get old for me. Um, but as far as, as far as like the general, message of christmas yeah it's it's the it's the basic it's the basic thing it's nothing too deep uh is is very shallow right so it was harder than i thought it would be to find a negative review of elf (laughs) from someone (laughs) reputable Uh, (laughs) that was was smooth tj that was real smooth (laughs) yeah uh but anna smith of empire magazine gave the film a three out of five stars and said, Pharrell's man-child invites sympathy and sniggers, making this amusing despite some flimsy plotting. Side gags and a Santa-centered story should keep the kids happy too. Uh, Will, do you feel like that's fair, or is she underselling oh. No, 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 no. That's that's completely fair. <laughs> uh, I like the the title "Manchild" because I've I've been called that a few times in my life. But I I think uh, um, yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, the plot's not super deep. This we're not talking about The Wire or Breaking Bad or like, you know, the, those kind of shows of deep plot, you know, kind of kind of thing. It it is it is uh, as Joe said, cotton candy. It is good when you go to the fair. You're gonna get some cotton candy. You're gonna you're gonna get uh, the fried Oreos. You're gonna get the fair food, um, and then maybe pay for it the next day um, with your digestive system. But but for a while, I mean, it has its place in in the 
in the kind of can of a Christmas. And there's a reason this gets played over and over again, the classic, the classic status. Um, you have all kinds of different, and you, and you have other movies, if you want to pull in the depth of whether it's Miracle of uh, 34th Street or, or other movies that kind of pull a little bit more depth and, and nuance, um, uh, this one definitely is a, a bowl of spaghetti with syrup. On. I agree. Right. So uh, I feel like I have to ask, uh, I'm sure the people want to know, uh, Joe, what is your favorite Christmas movie? A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. By far and away. Um, the only movie that I would say comes into that same kind of conversation um, is A Charlie Brown Christmas. Now, there are other ones that I like. You know, I, I grew up watching The Grinch. I grew up with like they're, they're like the Rankin-Bass stuff that we talked about last year. Those are all good. But char- there's there is this rarefied air that only a Christmas story and Charlie Brown Christmas hang out in. All right. Uh, Will, what is, what's follow- your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah. Before I answer that follow up question to, to the court, um, Joe, um, what's your thoughts on Jim Carrey as a comedian? Um, hit and miss. I, you know, I, I, I think it comes through in some of his movies that he was kind of a jerk and that's probably me being nice. Um, he had a history of being a jerk on set, uh, on set, alienating his, his cast members, so on and so forth. Um, and, and I think that that kind of comes across in some of his comedy, but I, I, I would say, I mean, he's, he was, I think he was funnier when he was doing sketch stuff than mm-hmm. as, than as an actor per se, but, yeah. Yeah. So, like him as the Grinch, is he? Do you like him as as Grinch, or do you like the cartoon better? Is he, is that- I definitely like the cartoon better. Um, I yeah. think that the I think there are beats of the live action movie that it it almost felt like they didn't quite get what made the cartoon Grinch so special. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and the reason I asked that, yeah, the reason I asked that, just because of like in terms of sense of humor, Jim Carrey's right up there with Will Ferrell for me in terms of like I, I love his comedy. I, I know he's nuanced too and, and can be problematic in, in certain things, but I, um, I like him. And then the, the Grinch, we we like that one too. But I, you know, as as Joe and I may disagree on on some movies, some fandoms, sense of humor, that kind of thing, we we're we are in agreement that Christmas Story is the top of our list when it comes to favorite Christmas movies. So there you go. Like we, we, and we can model that in our, in our churches and our communities and our families, we can have deep disagreements about some things and then like, Hey, what's our common ground? And Joe and I's common ground around Christmas and Christmas movies is, is definitely a Christmas story. Man, that would be a great place to end. But how do you feel about, uh... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about John C. Riley? Joe, do you, you think, Adding uh, John C. Riley would help or hinder this Will Ferrell's <laughs> oft on-screen partner. Um, I don't know. Will Ferrell is is kind of a big enough black hole that I'm not sure there's really anybody's acting chops that could compete or that or that could compete with how bad Will Ferrell is. Like, yeah. I I equate I equate that conversation to a movie, and this is pre Deadpool, guys. There was before Deadpool. There was only ever one other Ryan Reynolds movie that I said that that I would say was a good movie, and that's a movie called Safe House. It's a drama that he did. It's not a comedy, and he was opposite Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington forced that dude to actually act for once in his life, to actually act and and do something on the screen rather than make bad jokes. And it was the only. It was this this. 
rare gem of a performance from Ryan Reynolds where he felt you could feel like he was out of his depth and, and it served the performance. Will Ferrell doesn't have that redeeming factor in any mm. of his in any of his movies. Like there's mm. no part of this that's like, oh, somebody actually forced Will Ferrell to act for once in his life now. So so you're saying there's no potato starchy enough to fix all the salt in that water. I don't I'm not I'm not sure there is. I'm not sure there is. <laughs> so I'd like to make the recommendation for Joe to go watch the movie Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell doing a musical. I think he'd love it. That sounds, in fact, like the seventh layer of hell. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what's there. Uh, like there you somebody, go. That's like if somebody said, "Okay, take every take every worst piece of a movie and put it together." And I don't even necessarily dislike musicals. I just really uh, dislike Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. There you so go. have <laughs> have you ever seen Elf the Musical? Uh, I know it's a thing. I have not seen it. Mm. Uh, I know it's a thing. I have not seen it. And that would probably annoy me to high end. If it's not the movie, not Will Ferrell, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know if this story is just can be on its own as a musical. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with so, you on that one. I would probably I would probably not willingly see that. Oh, well, that's okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. I would like I would like the court to recognize that Will just admitted that this movie does not stand up in its own merits and he watches it for Will Ferrell. I'm just saying, I just want yeah. the, co the court to recognize that yeah, is what Will just admitted. And Will he Ferrell's just admitted and confessed, uh, um, uh, Will's a man-child along with Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he is in the movie. Yeah. He's in the whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. But... I would like For to what suggest. It's worth, that, uh, I feel like it would be weird to watch any kind of version of Elf where Will Ferrell wasn't Buddy yeah. the Elf. Like yeah. it would yeah. just feel like I'm watching a B movie. Mm -hmm. You watch like Eddie Murphy's Elf, <laughs> like <laughs> Eddie Murphy as the Elf. Yeah. Only if yeah. it's set in 1993, like back in the day, like in the 80s or in the 90s, where like Eddie Murphy could be Eddie Murphy. Then absolutely, I would watch that. Yeah, 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 and and like an undercover cop as Buddy the Elf. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. There we go. Hollywood, that one's free. Yep, there you go. That one's not free. I came up with that's not <laughs> idea. <laughs> he wants credit and he wants the mon monet want monetary reward. Yeah, exactly. But I, so does anyone have any final remarks as far as Elf? I, I do. I have a, I have a, I have a closing rec recommendation. Okay. So for those of you out there that, that have this, this, burden on them that want to go see elf so if you have your if you have your version of elf if it's a if it's a, if it's a physical media you know dvd whatever take it and and just throw it in the trash step one if it's on your computer just take your computer throw your computer in the trash and then and then go watch a decent movie go watch a christmas story and then after that go watch charlie brown christmas and then come back for more uh, come back to the sg drive-in for more recommendations yeah. Cheap plug, guys. Watch the yeah, Santa Claus. Send yes. send your emails to to Buddy Walk um, <laughs> with Jesus at hotmail at hotmail.com. Send it to that. It will not bounce back. Just send exactly. send those emails uh, to Joe Buddy Walk Jesus at AOL.com. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and and my and I will just say that we at at Systematic Ecology we don't um, endorse vandalism. So make sure it's your own <laughs> your own computer, not somebody else's. Is that is that what we're gonna do? Um, yeah. yeah. And my my final thoughts is like, yeah, um, know what you're getting into. Uh, pull up a, a bowl of cotton candy or or spaghetti with syrup and and enjoy yourself and just let go. And then you can eat vegetables tomorrow. Just um, you know. You can fast tomorrow, but for tonight, just have fun and and watch Elf. All right. So I will, as our closing remark, say that it might be worth it for everybody to go watch Elf the Musical. It is a Broadway show. It it run it ran extensively for many years. And Mark Kennedy of ABC News called the production a tight, polished, expensive looking <laughs> affair that has enough jokes for adults and enough special effects for kids that had the, he said the musical makes the movie look nuanced. So I think we should all check it out. It sounds like the worst thing Joe will have ever watched. But it is available. Oh, you can watch it. Check out Elf the Musical. Hmm. There's also a TV special about uh, Buddy Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas, which I haven't seen and hmm. didn't know existed until uh, this episode. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I still that was a glowing review, but I I you know, I agree with Joe. I'm, I'm probably not gonna there's more things I can do with my time and money than with yeah. that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna watch it. I'll let everybody know. Please do, TJ. Please do. So that I think that just wraps it up for our debate section today. Uh, uh, yeah, and and I, I love it. Thank you guys for listening. It's not lost on us that you have lots of things you could probably listen to and spend your time and money with, but you chose this debate, and I hope you laughed and had fun like us, and I hope that you have uh, an awesome into the Advent season, into Christmas, and a new year, and we can't wait to hang out later on. And, uh, you know, when you leave me a message on my voicemail, just make sure you um, share with me your favorite color. We're good to go. Yeah. Also, definitely actually email me at uh, tjblackwell at 99 at hotmail.com. I'd love to read those emails. Awesome. (laughs) And with that, remember that we're all the geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.